Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hello and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are up to episode, gosh, I don't know, something like 210. And it just gets more interesting with everybody who we interview. And I got to tell you, if you're new to the show, go back and listen You know, to the last three, four, five interviews. We've interviewed some really interesting people who are doing really cool things with their business. And I've got some people scheduled who are going to blow you away and inspire you with their entrepreneurial spirit. So make sure that you are checked in to cool things entrepreneurs do and and listening quite often because we have some really great guests. And today is no different. Today I have Todd Nevins. Now, Todd is somebody who I recently met with, and he has led sort of a very interesting, eclectic career as an entrepreneur. And and one of the cool things I want to get into with him, and we won't start there, but he and his wife just shut down everything they were doing and and moved to Mexico for many years. And then after, you know, several years, they decided let's close down everything and start over again. And I think that that is something that I think a lot of people dream of is, hey, can I just be location free and move somewhere? So when I talked to Todd, he describes himself as a Zen focused solopreneur. And he is also an AdWords consultant. He helps people with their advertising for Facebook and Bing and all the things online trying to get the attention that you need to have. And in addition to that, he has a really cool podcast. So today, we're going to peel back the onion a little bit and see the many layers of Todd Nevins. So Todd, welcome to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Tom, I am happy to be here. How are you? I'm doing great. So let's start off. Why don't you tell people about what your main business is? What is it that Todd Nevins does? My main business, as you kind of alluded to, I'm an AdWords consultant, AdWords being in Facebook marketing consultant, so paid search for um, direct clients here in in Austin and in Texas and and throughout the United States. Uh, So I help them drive more quality traffic to their website. And then I work, uh, I work with, I partner up with a couple of different advertising agencies as well when they need a specialist to come in on a, uh, on a particular project. So how does one become an AdWords specialist, right? I mean, this has only existed for a few years. Yeah, I, uh, I fa- co-founded a, a company 12, 13 years ago, and um, and it was a, a job board, and I was the marketing guy in this business, and I jumped into AdWords when it was in, in its infancy and started running the campaign for that company that I was, that I was a co-founder of, and then as friends and associates started hearing about what I was doing, they started asking me to do it for their company. And so it just kind of came about through word of mouth 12, 13 years ago. So in addition to that, you also have a podcast. Tell everybody the great thing about having a podcaster on a podcast is it's a great way to pick up listeners because people who listen to my show, <laughs> they they want to find new shows, although they never want to leave me, I'm sure. <laughs> never. Tell us about your show. It's called Go Hunt Life, and I explore stories of people uh, that are in their or were or are in their 30s and 40s, midway through their career, have a normal, typical career path, and for one reason or another, they just pulled the ripcord. 
and and did a 180 and went a completely different direction in their career. So it's a it's a life and career pivot midway through midway through their life. And uh, and it's been inspiring and incredible to hear some of these some of these gutsy stories. It's awesome. So, I mean, that's sort of the story of my life. I mean, eight years ago, I pulled the ripcord. Oh, wait, that's not true. Somebody pulled it for me. I got laid off on <laughs> it still April, counts on April first, two thousand nine. Arguably, the bottom of the recession, right? The worst time in you know since the Great Depression was uh, April uh. two thousand nine. And on April first, I got laid off, and I decided I'm going to go after this little side dream I had of becoming a professional speaker and trainer and master of ceremonies. And I'll be damned, I was able to do it. And so, who are some of the people you've interviewed? What are some of the stories? Because I know the people who listen to this show love the idea of people who would go hunt life. What, what, who have you talked to? What have they done? You know what? I'll start, I'll start with the very first one. My very first guest is a local um, woman here in Austin, and she went to the University of Texas. She graduated from the University of Texas with an interior design degree and had a 10 to 12-year career in interior design and went on a ride-along with a friend who was a police officer. And after the ride-along, she quit her interior design career and join the Austin Police Department. And she's been on the force for four years. Wow. So that's so that's a typical type of interview, somebody who just really goes just an entirely different direction. That was a pretty good beginning. Uh, that was a pretty good episode number one. I've uh, I've interviewed um, an, another uh, another person I've interviewed is Helene Godin. And if you recognize the last name, it's Seth Godin's wife. And she was an attorney for 22 years in New York City. And one day standing in front of the, yes, fax machine six years ago, she called her husband and said, I think I'm done. And she quit her attorney career and did not have like a backup, a, a plan, nothing. And almost one year to that day, she had taught herself to bake. She had taught herself to bake gluten-free and dairy-free goods. And she opened her first bakery in Manhattan. And I, uh, I caught up to her. She's been in business for five years. She's now got three locations and she's opening in a fourth one in December. So complete 180 with no plan. And she just reinvented and did it. See, I know a lot of people who listen to this show kind of have this dream of being able to sort of reinvent and go down down another path. Now, I know you and your wife decided to sort of reinvent, at least location-wise, mm-hmm. several years ago, and you were living in Dallas. Why don't you tell everybody that story? We had, and that's been the inspiration behind Go Hunt Life, we had a, a, a normal life. We had a house and two cars and a couple of toys and, and just all the stuff, the normal things. And uh, we were we had lived in Dallas uh, both for 18 years. And it's interesting, a lot of the stories that I explore are your story too. It was, re- it was dependent upon the recession. And ours was no different. So it was 09, 2010, the recession was, was kicking us. And we reached the point of, what are we doing? You only live once. My business had changed to where I was able to to um, really live anywhere. And, and my wife had a, a, a corporate job. She was, um, she was a sales representative for a corporate company. And we just, we don't have kids. And we just reached a point of, of uh, saying, you know what, we've, we've done a good job of saving. Um, let's 
pull the ripcord, sell everything we owned. We sold everything we owned down to seven suitcases and got on a plane December 29th, 2010 with our English bulldog and flew to Merida, Mexico, which is out in the Yucatan. And we just reinvented and started over. I was able to still work online. So I my daily job didn't change much, um, but my wife completely and totally reinvented. And, and there it, it's Spanish. It's pesos it's it's uh, the metric system it's everything whoa, 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 and that whoa, whoa, was part whoa, 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 of the appeal the metric system oh that's too <laughs> yes, hard. i couldn't that i couldn't something. do that i could do the spanish i could do the peso i don't know if i could do the metric system once you get a hold of it it's actually easier <laughs> no. other than celsius i know i could I'm just, never uh, get celsius i'm just goofing around so <laughs> so what was how many years did you live on the yucatan how long did you live down there we lived there five years. We actually jumped in. Uh, we rented first, then we bought a house that needed rehabbed. We uh, we rehabbed this home, and uh, and lived in that house for three and a half years. And um, so after a total of five years, some some things changed with my business, and I needed to uh, to be back into the in the United States. And and so we came back to Austin, and we we reinvented again. We sold everything down to what would fit in one car, and uh, drove. It is thirty five hours from Merida to Austin, Texas. And I know that uh, for a fact. So we, we drove up and, uh, and jumped into the Austin scene and it's been, it's been pretty awesome. <laughs> wow. So you've reinvented, you've reinvented a couple of times, but what is it that sort of led you into this life of an entrepreneur? I mean, did you have a regular job out of college? What, what was, what was the path that led you to doing your own thing? I did have a regular job out of school. Um, I, I, I moved to, um, I grew up in Illinois. I went to school at Southern Illinois University. But four days after I graduated from college, my dad took me to the St. Louis airport with a one-way plane ticket to Dallas. And I, I wanted to go <laughs> to a that, big city. Was, was that a punishment or what? <laughs> it's like, that, that you're was, going you know, to Dallas. I'm going to Dallas. I had come down um, Christmas and uh, spring break of that year. I didn't know. I knew one person in Dallas, but I knew I wanted to go to a big city where it was warm. And that, that you know, that that's kind of been a pattern for our decisions. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I all the all in, the other podcasters go to San Diego. I'm just saying. <laughs> So I, I jumped into Dallas and I got a, a a real job and I was in sales and then I was a, a sales manager uh, for a company and I worked there for about seven years and um, and really my inspiration is is really my dad my dad had a real job but his all, until in, into his late forties and then once I was out of school and off the payroll and out of the house he actually quit his real job and him and, and my mom are Western art dealers and they have been Western art dealers ever since he quit his real job 20 years ago. Hmm. So what do you love about the life that you've created? Flexibility, freedom, I, you know, the, it, the cliches are, are true. I mean, the, the freedom and flexibility to do what you want when you want. And, um, you know, you have to answer to your, your clients and, and customers and, and th that doesn't change. And that's, that's a good part of it, but just the freedom and flexibility, at least for my, my sake, I've, I've had companies where I was, um, in an office and tied to a, a specific location. And, and now I'm, I'm not, I could, we could pack, pack up and move tomorrow if we wanted to. And, but, uh, but you and live in, you, wait, 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 but you live in Austin. I you know. Wouldn't so want I to. Right. You wouldn't want to, but you could. No, I know. I know. It's a pretty awesome place. 
we are really happy here. We've only been here for seven months, but uh, we're, we're having a good time. Well, what is it? I think 125 people a day move to Austin. So thanks a lot for bringing more traffic. We appreciate it. Yeah, that. I know. Sorry about that. That's all right. So is there anything about the lifestyle that you've created that you don't like? Do you ever wake up in the middle of the night and go, wait, I could still be a sales manager and like just go from nine to five? You know, yeah, that there are times when when that does come up for sure, where you're dealing with just everything. It, there's still a, a, a higher level of un, a high level of uncertainty um, as a solopreneur, solopreneur and entrepreneur. Um, but you know, you you brought it up earlier. Is there really a certainty if you're working for a company? Things can change at that company tomorrow and you could be laid off. And at that point, typically when that happens at at the corporate level, you weren't directly responsible for being laid off. Other people were. Other people's decisions led to that 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 downturn, whether it's a, a financial or whether it's in the recession or the company made a number of mistakes and now they're having to pull back on on uh, employees. A lot of times when you're caught in the corporate world, you don't have control as to if things go wrong or not. As an entrepreneur, you are in complete control if, if things go wrong or not, but you're also in control when things go right. <laughs> yeah, I often say my boss is a jerk. And then I look in the mirror and go, wait, that's me. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so what advice do you have for people who are listening to this? Maybe they're they're kind of feeling stuck in a job and they're thinking he sold everything to seven suitcases and moved to Mexico and and, and his wife just reinvented her career. And, and these people who you interview are doing the same thing. If they're If they're hearing this and they have that pang in their stomach, what advice do you have for somebody who wants to take that leap? We had we had a a period of overlap where it was the planning stage, and so figure out what you really want to do. Whether it is be a baker or write a book or travel the world or open a retail store, whatever that is, we overlapped it. We we planned for almost a year, and um and the people that uh, that I interview that that do this, it, it that's. It seems to be the common theme. It's about a year. You start working on something on the side and it's the side hustle and then it grows and grows and grows and then it, it turns into something where you reach a a breaking point and you've got to follow your passion and not not worry about a uh, a job. And um and that that's the path that all of the people that I've talked to have followed just overlap step-by-step decisions and then pull the ripcord and great advice on somebody that, that when we moved to Merida and I think this is great advice, no matter what you are going to do, it was the people that move to Merida or move out of the country, figure out 60% of it and the other 40% they figure out along the way. And that was so comforting when we are dealing with when we were dealing with Spanish and and just the out of sorts uncomfortable stuff that comes along with making a a bold decision we figured out 60% and then the rest we just figured out along the way so you said there was a big expat community there so how important was the people you met i mean how important if you're making a big life change is is your network either the one you have before or the one you make as you make the change crucial crucial the the expat community in merida merida is a city of a million people um and so it's a big city but the expats uh we all lived in the downtown centro area of the city and there's in the summer there's about 5000 expats in the winter there's about 10000 and we dove into that 
community. And it's, I grew up in a small town in Illinois and it is exactly like that. Everyone watches out for everyone else. Everyone lifts everyone else up. If you need help, you go jump in and and start asking. And we couldn't have, we weren't, we weren't the first ones blazing the trail into Merida. Um, We were, as soon as we got there, we just started raising our hands and asking for help. And we were lifted up by the people that were already there. It was incredible. So before you left, was there support from your existing network? I mean, how how did that all work? Or were people like, "What do you What do you mean you're leaving us?" That's yeah. There was a lot of that. You got to be kidding me. You're moving to Mexico, and and certainly back then in 2010. Not that the media has been very kind recently to Mexico, but back then it was really really bad, and and it was uh, supposedly really dangerous. And you're going to get shot as soon as you step off the plane. And and we had been there a num- number of times. Uh, and knew that that just simply wasn't the case, and so we uh, we trusted our guts. And and the biggest thing, the biggest emotional piece, our families are not in Dallas, but we had we had eighteen years of friends that we had to say goodbye to, and that that was a killer. That that's tough. That's really tough. Luckily, technology, FaceTime, Facebook, Skype, like all of those things helped stay connected. But that that was hard. So I've got more questions for you. But first, I have to thank the sponsor of this episode. This episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and the guidance to ensure that you're going to sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing cool people like Todd Nevins. Hey, for an exclusive offer that they have for the listeners of this show, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and see what they've got going on. So Todd, I call this show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. What is the coolest thing you're doing in your business right now? I would say... I would say definitely it's it's the podcast. I came to Austin not hardly knowing anybody within the tech community, and I just I didn't know what I was doing in regards to starting a podcast either. And I again raised my hand, asked for help, jumped into the community, was open and honest and vulnerable, and just said I'm going to do this. And I have no idea how, but if you could help me, that would be awesome. Or if you know someone that I should talk to. Thank you as well. And that's exactly how you and I hooked up. So it's opened up doors and a shout out to the Austin tech community here because I'm a newbie coming in and uh, and it just every single person I've asked has helped directly or indirectly. It's humbling and overwhelming. It's been incredible. Well, you know, it's interesting because. I think about this podcast. I've now had it for a little over two years. And mm-hmm. for a decade, I've taught people how to build relationships, how to open doors, how to, how to raise your hand and, and be part of a community. I have never found a tool that is a better networking tool than hosting my own podcast. I have only had a couple of people ever say no to me that they wouldn't be on the show. Almost everybody I ask, you know, you and I had coffee yesterday. I said, you want to be on the show tomorrow? Yes. I mean, it's just the way people are, you know, they, they want to help. They want to share their story. Uh, They're honored to be asked. I've found the podcast has been a great networking tool, but not just for the people I reach out to to put on the show. Also, other podcasters, you know, when I show up somewhere at a tech event in Austin, someone will say my name and they're like, do you host cool things entrepreneurs do? Locally, people listen to each other's shows. 
and they get ideas and they get ideas for guests and they get ideas for how to how to create their shows and and people are excited when they have a podcast to meet someone else who has a podcast. So so how long have you been doing your show? I launched uh, July first, so three months ago, and and my experience so far it mirrors exactly what you just said. It is it is one of the coolest things I've ever done in my career, and and you are right. You ask a, someone to be on the show. And it, it's always a yes, and people are eager to, to jump on and uh, and tell their story. And I uh, I can't believe it, it. I don't know. It's been what three months roughly um, since I started, and the people that I've met, the guests that I've talked to, and it's just I, really it's I, I feel honored to be able to to ask them pretty specific questions about their vulnerabilities in making a, a ripcord life-changing decision and to, to give me the time for 30 or 40 minutes to, to learn more about that is is an incredible experience. Well, you know, Todd said it's the coolest thing he's doing. You should jump over and, and check out his show because he does a very good job. It's highly produced and he does a really, really good job of getting people to share these share these stories. So Todd, do you have a dream guest? Is there someone out there you go, God, if there was only a way I could get to so-and-so. Uh, you know, Tim Ferriss is on the list for sure. Um, oh, I'm, sure he listen- this- I'm sure he listens to this show. Okay, probably not. But if he did, wouldn't it be great if he called you and said, oh, I was listening to the show. You want me on your show? I'll, I'll do that. You know what? Yeah. I, 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 in the back of my mind, I'm thinking episode number 100 would be pretty cool to have Tim Ferriss on. And, and I want to dig into um, – how he interviews people. Uh, I, I really want to dig into how he prepares and his thoughts around interviewing people. And man, he puts on some marathons, three-hour interviews. Uh, pretty impressive. So that would be that would be on the list. <laughs> so in addition to Tim Ferriss, one of the questions I love to ask people here, though, is who else do you admire out there? So I always say, you know, I think entrepreneurs are, I think they're great observers. I think we're always watching who's doing something cool. So you've already said Tim Ferriss. We're going to scratch him from the list. Who out there do you think, wow, that person, they're crushing it. They're doing something cool. I would say one of the most recent interviews I had is is a local person here in Austin. His name is Brian Thomas, and he is one of the co-founders of a company here called Pop-Up Play. And I interviewed him just a couple of days ago, and him and his wife about two years ago came up with the idea, and they don't have kids, which is also amazing with this story. They came up with the idea to create an app that – Kids between four and 10 years old can download on the iPad and they jump into this app and there are a couple of different templates that they use, whether it's a sandcastle or a real castle or a rocket ship. And these kids design their fort made of cardboard, but the template is a castle and they they design it if they want a drawbridge, if they want three windows on the side, if they want a picture of a dragon on the side, if they want a steeple, like all these things they design on the app and then they pay, the parents pay $99 only, regardless of how many edits and, and how many, uh, how, how they've customized it. And in four days it arrives all packed up and they bring it into the living room and they unpack it. They put it together together as a family and then they've got crayons they can they can draw on the sides they can fill it in like a big coloring book and it's a fort right there in the living room and they launched about a year and a half ago and 
there, there, it's just such a, oh my gosh, how did, why didn't I think of that kind of a business and kind of a product? What is the, what is his name and what's the name of the company again? Brian Thomas. And it's called pop-up play at popupplaytoy.com. That, I mean, that's an awesome idea. You know, I'm kind of sad that my kids have outgrown that. I don't think a 14 and a nine year old need a fort, but, uh, well, you know, you, you never, never know. know. No, you don't. And it's like, you know, and plus they're, you know, they're busy with other things. Maybe I need a fort. There you go. Exactly. So, hey, I really appreciate you agreeing to be a guest here on the show. And if, if anybody wants to find more information about you or maybe they want to discover your podcast, maybe they need help with AdWords, how in the world would someone find Todd Nevins? Sure. On Twitter at Todd, T-O-D-D underscore Nevins, N-E-V-I-N-S. Uh, my company is called Click placement.com and uh, gohuntlife.com on iTunes and all over Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and Pinterest. Well, it has been absolutely great having you on the show. I'm glad that we've met and that we're becoming friends and I hope our paths cross again really, really soon. I always appreciate the guests, but you know who I appreciate more? The audience. Those of you who tune in and listen, we wouldn't have a show if it wasn't for you regularly tuning in, listening, sending me feedback, leaving reviews on iTunes. And if you listen regularly, you know I am shameless asking you to jump over to iTunes and just leave a quick review saying why you love the show. Now, not many of you do it, but when I talk to people, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that for you. How about today's the day if you've ever said, I'll do that. How about right now? You just jump over and leave the review. That would be so cool. Hey, and if you want to join our online coaching group, The Cool Things Project, go over to TomSinger.com. Under the About menu, you'll find information about The Cool Things Project. We have a little hangout on uh, Zoom every single Monday night where a bunch of people talk about what's going on in their entrepreneurial venture or their entrepreneurial dreams. Or some people have a job and they're just trying to be more entrepreneurial and more successful with what they're doing. We have a small but mighty little community. If you want to join, uh, we're always looking for new people. So you can find out information about that at TomSinger.com. I'm going to be back in a couple of days with another interview with somebody just as cool as Todd Nevins. But in the meantime, you go out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.